All right, let's get started. We're here with uh, Twitter character personality, uh, Stalemates Award winner, Jagger, talking about talking about the uh, Michigan versus Rutgers duel uh, this Friday. It'll be the very first duel of the 2021 season in the Big Ten. <clears throat> How you doing today? Good. How you doing, Jack? Not bad. Yeah, we're back, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so do you have any thoughts before we start on just the state of college wrestling, what the deal is with the short season, how you think things might go? Mm, well, we're just about at the end of the first weekend here. Some stuff got canceled, um, but not too bad. It's going to be kind of like how baseball started where they had their first week and then they had some slowdowns, some cancellations, and they got through it. So it's going to take a lot, you know, a couple of weeks to really see what's going on. It all depends on what happens with the Big Ten. You know, they can run smoothly than maybe everybody else does too. If the Big Ten has problems, things are going to get shut down. Yeah, that's a good point. That so much of college wrestling kind of runs through the Big Ten Conference. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they basically had, you know, kind of veto power over things like uh, the national duels and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to have a tournament without them. Right. Uh, so Rutgers has had a little bit of uh, intrigue this uh, this off season. They've been uh, in the news. Yeah. What did you think about how, how things finished last year and then the um, developments regarding, you know, transfers and lineup moves and stuff like that? Well, you know, they, they got a, they're, they're getting stronger. They got a better team than they did last year probably, I would assume. Um, they got a Kennard. You got Kennard coming up, so you like to see how he does. Uh, there's a couple new guys in the lineup. Van Brill is probably at the right weight now. So it should be fun. And they got depth. And with the free year, they could use a couple different guys. They got a little bit of depth lower. Upper yeah, weight, not it so seems much. Like, um, some guys like uh, Sammy Alvarez were sort of thinking about redshirting, planning to redshirt. And now they're just, well, mm-hmm. guess I'm going to wrestle this year. Yeah, that's it. That's, you know, see it through. Might as well. They're not too deep upper weights, though. They need a couple, you know, Postansky is the only, the true freshman is the only guy who went 84. That's a little tough. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a uh, Sebastian Rivera coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought he was going to win it last year at one thirty three. So did I. For Northwestern. Uh, and then of course you have the uh, departure. It sounds like of Nick Suriano. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. But I haven't heard anything anyone else has. But it doesn't look good unless he pops up this weekend against Michik. Just out mm-hmm. of nowhere. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because that that'd be a could be a preview of the national final, but it it sounds mm-hmm. like Suriano's not going to wrestle, and there's a little bit of doubt with Michich. Um, you know, he he went out to Arizona State for a little while to prepare for the World Cup in Serbia. Um, I don't know if he's back in the room training folk style now or what. Hopefully, he's um he's at least going to bear down for this season because I think he's kind of over the whole college wrestling thing he you know he he graduated high school in 2014 this is year mm-hmm. seven for him i think mm-hmm. um and it it makes sense but hopefully we get him get one more year out of him what um i guess on that note what um sort of as an outsider's perspective what have you made of michigan and the um the lineup they've got and sort of the um speculation that they'll be a team race contender 
it's fun. You look at them and you, you, you think about them, you're, you're not thinking too many guys. And then you look at the lineup and you think, they got a lot of top guys in this team. They're just kind of, they're kind of quiet about it. And then next thing you know, they got number ones and twos and you know, yeah, this team's scary. So yeah, they're good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're loaded up. Yeah, it, it does seem like guys that maybe didn't get the same buzz in high school or whatever for some reason, and so mm-hmm. they're, they're not quite the um, the name value of other guys ranked at the same level as them. Yeah, they're deep. All right, so uh, yeah, the, go ahead. Uh, you, know, you got you know Cam Amin. They got you know always got an Amin in there, and he he's good. So even he you know he he redshirted last year, right? Yeah. Had a, a pretty good redshirt year, I think. Mm-hmm. Very deep team. Mm-hmm. So let's get into uh, the lineups here. Uh, who uh, who do you think will be starting for Rutgers at 125? I assume Aguiar. He's a good veteran now. He, he had his little ups and downs last year, but he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a, a solid guy. He was, a, I believe, a national qualifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, a 2-1 match against Michigan. Jack Medley from Michigan won that match. Uh, this year, we're not sure if it'll be Medley or uh, Dylan Ragazin, who, you know, had a great offseason, but we don't know how it translates to folk style. So that'll be, I think, kind of a, an intriguing one to start. That would be a good match. Yeah, because you got kind of a hot, hot freshman against a, a good veteran who uh, can improve. So yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Very good match to see where Goosen stands. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a tough one to predict because you haven't seen it's it's just a weird season because there's no build up, right? We're we're just straight into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, you didn't see anybody, you know, just tear up and open early and then get excited for him. Mm-hmm. And that would be at the time where you know, people would be coming off red shirt, you know, and they're like, right. Right, the only we gonna do with them and now they'd be coming in lineup if they wanted to use them and just straight to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that feels like a bit of a swing match. I think either guy I would favor uh Michigan by a little bit, but it it's it's definitely one where you, you don't yeah, know until stuff. you see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thirty-three. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Not as a couple of those here. We'll get to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thirty-three. I think it'll be Stevan Michich from Michigan. Uh, who do you think uh, Rutgers will be sending out? Well, Sammy didn't wrestle yesterday in the uh, National Mobbing event. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I would think he'd be wrestling if he's fine. He doesn't sit out anything. So maybe he sat out. Maybe he, you know, they didn't know. They just got the schedule. So maybe he realized yeah, he taking on Misha first round and went, you know, I'm not going to wrestle this match. Yeah. So Sammy Alvarez was scheduled to wrestle against somebody good. Who was it? It was uh, Kolyoko. Yeah, uh, Kolyoko from Penn, who uh, will not be able to compete this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that would have been a really good match, but maybe it's just because um, we thought uh, the Big Ten wouldn't be starting till uh, the week after, right? The fifteenth. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of the the reports. Yeah, so it could be a situation there. Mm-hmm. But you give me Michik Alvarez this Friday. I mean, let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, I, Alvarez is a guy that I think could um could take it up a level this season. He's mm-hmm. he actually Starting had a, a pretty freestyle. good season last year, but it also seemed like he wasn't actually that good. I don't know if that makes any sense. That he he just found ways to stay in matches. Yeah, gives up points. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, yeah, he can score. Mm-hmm. A year to uh, kind of tighten things up. I think he'll mm-hmm. be a really top-tier guy this year. Mm-hmm. We're hoping. We're hoping for anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but he seems like a um, 
in the rankings. He's around you know yeah, fifth to tenth. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seems like um, a a pretty solid threat to be in the top eight this year. Yeah, I think so. Definitely one. Um, Mitra will have to uh, you know step up. He's he's had some really big wins. Uh, Twenty nineteen, his last year of college wrestling. This was the kind of guy that he was beating and beating by a lot. You know, you think about the. Uh, the margin he beat Luke Pletcher by, but if he's not, you know, on top of his folk style game, this could be a tough match. Yeah, he's been away from it for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's been one. He's been nearly two years now with doing freestyle. Right. Uh, at one forty one, uh, Michigan, I think will be sending Drew Matten. I'm not sure he redshirted last year, and Cole Matten was the one forty one. The plan was probably then for Cole to redshirt this year, but. With the sort of the free year, uh, it's it's sort of up in the air, but my guess is Drew Matten. Uh, for Rutgers, I imagine it would be Sebastian Rivera. I assume so. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looked good. He looked good the other day. Mm-hmm. Had a had a match with Shelton Mack. It was it was actually close most of the way, but then Rivera uh, really pulled away from him at the end. I think it was mm-hmm. thirteen to three final. You look uh, at these guys, con- the common matches between the two of them, and they have a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they both think uh, were down at 125. Any of, yeah, years and ago. neither of them took place at 141. Right. Uh, Rivera beat him uh, by scores of 5-2 to two and 4 to nothing mm-hmm. back in 2019, I think. Yeah. We yeah, in 2018, too. Mm-hmm. And Rivera's a guy that it seems like has, has taken a step up since then. He just keeps getting better. He just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see uh, him for the first time in a Rutgers uniform. But I think he's got to be the favorite in that match. Um, Matt and does a good job of keeping things close, but it's it's hard to see him winning that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. Seabass gonna be ready to tear it up. He probably wants to go Hodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, one forty nine. I think Michigan will be sending out Cannon Store. Uh, who do you think Rutgers will have? I think Mike Van Brill. Uh-huh. I think he's finally at his right weight. Mm-hmm. He was uh, what qualified at what, like 41 and then 57? I don't know if he qualified at 41, but yeah, he spent the first couple of years at 41. And then he went up all the way up to 57, was a qualifier last year. And, uh, you know, but still maybe a little undersized. If he can make 49, which I assume he can, I think that's finally his best weight. Mm-hmm. He looked, you know, he, he, yeah, he looked strong last year at times. A couple ups and downs, but looked better at 57 than he did previously at 41. Mm-hmm. And he was thrown into the fire his first year when Ashnall got injured. He had to do as a true freshman, I think, out there. I think he was a redshirt, maybe, but he had, a, you know, he had a tough year there. The, uh, finally found the, the Anthony Colica route, 41-41, 57-49. Any which way you can make it. Mm-hmm. You got to find a spot. Yeah, um, yeah Van Brill's a pretty is, tough a guy. Yeah. yeah, and Store. I mean, I think Store is a very good wrestler, but he doesn't blow anybody out. It's it's always going to yeah. be close. Yeah. Um. And so you know, I I like Store to win this, but it's it's not going to be you know super comfortable win. It's going to be a a five three you know four two type of match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Van Brill can how he can finish. I think at times he has a hard time finishing. That seems to be a problem a little bit with Rutgers, I think. Yeah, well, Michigan kind of just well. down by two at the end. Mm-hmm. It seems like just can't quite do it. Uh, in the past, Michigan has gotten to legs well and then sometimes not finished all that well. 
Yeah. Uh, 157, Michigan has uh, Will Luan. Uh, Rutgers, do you know who will be starting there? I think Rob Kennard is their starting 157-pounder. Mm-hmm. He did go up to 65 at the end of last year. Went, uh, he did, was at 57. He went up to 65. Went to the Collegiate Open at 65. I think he took second. And uh, I guess he's back down. I, he's a, he should be a 57-pounder. Mm-hmm. He's good, though. He's, this is probably the most interesting match of the night. Because you've got a, a very good, solid wrestler in Willowan. And uh, someone who's kind of a mystery in Kennard. Mm-hmm. And it'd really be interesting to see. Yeah, he uh, uh, he's ranked. I think the in the outlets that rank out to twenty five or thirty or thirty three spots, he's in at the tail end of the rankings, which is a decent place to start as a redshirt freshman. You haven't yeah. had you know that many chances to wrestle the top guys. Mm-hmm. He's would you say he's, he's probably a, a guy that's going to climb up into the top twenty? I should hope so. Yeah, yeah. It depends, you know. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he wasn't short on uh, going to opens last year. He wrestled a bunch, so he's got some experience mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I'm hoping Will Lawan is able to, um, you know, kind of take another step in collegiate style. He, he was good last year, but he had some clear limitations with getting the legs, uh, just opening guys up. He yeah, had a. He beat, who did he beat a? Uh, he beat his own teammate, right? Yeah, he, he beat, beat uh, Pantaleo. Pantaleo. Yeah, mm-hmm. two and, years uh, ago. I think beat him one out of three in the wrestle-offs and then beat him mm-hmm. at an open or something. Beat him at the Michigan State Open. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he had a, a really good offseason, won the U23 National Tournament at 70 kilograms, beat um, beat Caleb Young from Iowa, mm-hmm. which was a, a pretty nice win for him. Uh, he's a guy that I'm looking for to be a placer this year. Yeah, take that step. Uh, 65. Um, Michigan, I think, will be at, uh, have Cam Amin. Uh, is it going to be Brett Donner for you guys? I'd assume it'd be Donner. Mm-hmm. Is he really the only 65 on the roster unless Kennard goes back up? He's kind of a utility guy. Mid-tier type of guy that'll you know win a couple of matches, make it tough for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good kind of test for Cam Amin. Yeah. You know, uh, redshirt freshman hasn't done any duels before. He's going to be in this sort of accelerated season, and this is the kind of guy he, you know, if, if he's, you know, the uh, top 20, you know, winning matches at the national tournament type of wrestler that people want him to be, he's going to have to be um, taking care of business against Yeah, guys he's like the kind Donner. of guys. Mm-hmm. Donner's the kind of guys right in front of you in that, the, the, the veteran, strong, tough, you know, mm-hmm. college wrestlers. Yeah, and the way to beat him. The way the way Amin wrestles, very slow pace. Sometimes struggles to open people up. Mm-hmm. If he gets taken down early, he seems to struggle to chase it back. Uh, this could be a tough mm-hmm. matchup for him. I think mm-hmm. this is one that uh, people might be overlooking. Yeah, maybe I agree. Uh, One seventy four. Uh, Michigan's going to have uh, probably Logan Massa, who's got very high upside but has not been consistent in college so far uh for Rutgers who do you think it'll be well Grello's back mm-hmm. you got the uh you got the medical I think from last year yeah, he uh he won a couple of matches at the national tournament two years ago right 
Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of those yeah, he's, guys. He's, 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 there's stalwart there. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's going to be tough to beat, but I'd say uh, a, a pretty clear step above somebody like Donner. Uh, in terms of who he's actually going to be beating, he's going to be, you know, placing at the Big Ten tournament, winning matches at the national tournament. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Massa is. Massa now, Massa didn't wrestle last year, right? Right, he uh, took an Olympic redshirt. Yeah, yeah. And he's been tearing it up in freestyle. Mm-hmm. And he's he's kind of one of those guys who struggled a little bit in folk style, struggled a little bit with um, kind of closing out matches, sometimes uh, mm-hmm. struggled on the mat, sometimes struggled with uh, finishing his shots. Um, this this will be a good test for him, especially up a weight. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm confident in him, but you're not completely sure until you see it if he's going to be able to, you know, handle the physicality and all that. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, and Grello's been there. He's been at that weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, good. it's a good match to see. 184. Uh, it's I we don't know for sure, but I'm guessing it'll be Miles Amin, uh, also coming off of Olympic red shirt uh, after a few years down at 174. Uh, Rutgers, uh, you said they only have one on roster, right? Posnanski is the only one that I know of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a tough star for a blue chip prospect. Yeah, so uh, freshman you know? John yeah. Posnanski. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about him. I yeah. imagine Amin's able to take care of business, but. See how it goes. Yeah, he's been, he's strong. He's good. But, you know, there's better ways to start the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough because there's no, uh, you know, opens. There's no mm-hmm. non-conference duels to no, get a sense no. of, you know, what wrestling November, at this level is like. November quads. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, yeah, that's, that's trial by fire here. But, hey, what can you do? I think Ben Askin wrestled uh, Pendleton like four times in his first month. So maybe pause the next mm-hmm. aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm banking on. Uh, at 197, it's interesting. I think Michigan will have uh, Jelani Embry. Uh, and he's listed as a 184 slash 97. Uh, there's also wrestlers like uh, Gage Garcia, who will probably on the, be on the bench but could be challenging for that spot. Uh, and for Rutgers, will it be Billy Janzer? Oh, it'll be Janzer. Did you see him yesterday? Uh, no, I, I didn't catch uh, no, yeah, the beginning he, of that. He, he looked good. Mm-hmm. He looks big. Yeah, he uh, he was this... a qualifier at 84 last year. Uh, beat Jelani Embry in tie breaks. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see him run it back um, up away. Probably the most evenly matched uh, car, uh, you know, on this, on yeah, this yeah. Uh, duel. Both no, ranked around. It would be the around... most exciting, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both ranked around 20 to 25. Mm-hmm. and. Janzer does not score a ton of points, but he's a pretty good wrestler. He um he beat uh Cam Caffey last year for Michigan State. Had a couple other good wins. He did. He had a couple good wins, a couple tough losses. Mm-hmm. Eighty four last year. Eighty four last year in the Big Ten was just so tough. Yeah. Everybody was oh, within yeah. a couple points of each other. Yeah, it's not that much better this year or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. And how do you see uh, the move up to ninety seven going for him? Well, I, from what I heard is that he he had a, he was weighing in a two fifteen normally, so that was a tough cut apparently, and he did look a little thin, and uh, he did get a little tired late, late in matches it seems, so maybe he was you know sucking wind a little bit. He looked big, he looked strong, 
Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to, everybody seems to move up to 97 just fine from 84, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. That, that's the the one jump that it seems like usually yeah. goes well. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't have to cut anymore. Yeah. Yeah, 184 the last few years has been really tough, and 97 not so much. And so this year, actually, I think 84 is starting to thin out a bit, um, and 97 is getting a little more depth, but still probably the right move for him. Yeah, they seem to have evened out together to kind of both at, at a good quality uh, competition. Wait, mm-hmm. no, uh, I mean, well, I guess one or two, just like a you know tier one guys. That, All right. But you know, like even Aaron Brooks, though, if you're going to call him the number one at 184, it's no guarantee he can't be beaten. Mm-hmm. The bows are gone, and Zahid, and you know the guys are like, well, he's winning. Then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. And who who do you think you guys will be running out at heavyweight? I assume Colucci. He he uh, he got hurt last year, got the year back, and he should be the starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure he's gonna want to go out there. Yeah, he'll be taking on uh, Mason Paris from Michigan, who was a senior nationals champ. Uh, finished the year number two last year, uh, and then beat uh, Nick Wisdowski, uh about a month ago at the RTC Cup. Um, Having a really good run, um, really good in freestyle, obviously, but had a lot of success in college as well. Uh, can take people straight to their back, good on top. Mm-hmm. Just keeps not, getting um, bigger and better. Yeah. Keeps a, keeps a high pace, not a fun guy to wrestle in your first match of the year. Yeah, yeah. They really got a couple just studs on that Michigan team. You forget about it, and then mm-hmm. boom, you're thinking of four or five. Holy jeez. Mm-hmm. So how do you think this uh, this duel goes overall? I don't know if you want to actually count up, you know, each match, or if you just, you know, general how you feel about it. Well, Michigan's going to win the duel, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, Rutgers can pull a couple swing matches. You know, mm-hmm. they can make it uh make it a little closer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, we're gonna one ninety seven. You know that mm-hmm. he's, he's, I think he's the favorite. He should win, but even uh, one fifty seven with Canard or, or Van Brill, you know, they, a couple of those can pull some wins. Mm-hmm. Come out of there feeling good, but there's just a couple. There's locks there for Michigan. There's nothing you can do about. Yeah, Michigan is four and zero all time since uh, Rutgers joined the Big Ten about six years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like this is probably not going to be the year for Rutgers. They're um, a good team, but just the, looking at the way these things match up, uh, you only favor Rutgers at probably two out of the ten weights, which is surprising. I mean, they're uh, a top 20, potentially top 10 type of team. Yeah, there's some tough matchups for them here. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with, you know, you count Alvarez as one of your two aces, he's if he's taking on Michik, you know, that's a, that's a tough matchup there, obviously. So, Harris, when you're tough, your best guys kind of have that one or two couple guys who can beat him. Mm-hmm. How do you see kinda just does. the season overall going for Rutgers? Do you have any expectations in terms of, you know, duels within the Big Ten or, uh, you know, national placements? Yeah, I think a couple guys can uh, place nationals. Depends on how better they got. Sammy. Mm-hmm. Rivera is going to be there in the finals, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Van Brill, you know, qualify again. 
Janzer, I think, can hopefully really do something. Tough weight, though, but I hope he could. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but there's, you look at the lineup, though, a lot of them are still really young. You yeah. know, they're not loaded with seniors here. You're going to lose Rivera probably. Maybe not. I don't know if mm-hmm. he gets that extra year. He's going to come back. But still, Sammy's got three years here. Janzer's got three years. Kennard is four. They even got a couple of guys, a couple of good true freshmen that may or may not see action this year. So they got a very young team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, program that's still uh, kind of on the upswing. Uh, Donnie Pritzloff, uh, former coach at Michigan, uh, jumped ship to Rutgers uh, around the time that they joined the Big Ten. It seems like he's uh, been a useful guy to have. Um, the uh, New Jersey RTC um, kind of being there, it seems like has been a, a positive thing for the Rutgers program. Um, yeah, the RTC came at the right time. Yeah. They're uh, growing. New facility soon. Oh, that's nice. Where uh, where do you see Rutgers stacking up in the uh, national tournament? Top 10, maybe? I don't know if they have a top 10 team uh-huh. this year. Let's see. They got the top 10. They had two top two champions, you know. And mm-hmm. that was pretty much it, actually. So, I mean, they could get there. Mm-hmm. Barra makes the finals or wins right, it. Right, I think that's kind of the swing. In a, that's huge. The uh, They're kind of all over the place in the rankings where, yeah. um, you know, it, and it it tends to be just how high you have Rivera. Somebody yeah. has him at number two, and they've got Rutgers at number 10. Somebody has him way down at, like, number seven, and they've got Rutgers 20th. Yeah, if, I mean, if Sammy can get, you know, the mm-hmm. top four, five, which would be a you know a bit above uh, his ranking there, and one or two other All Americans. Yeah, I guess they can get top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's tough because they're led by by Seabass. Yeah. Led by him. You know. I mean, for most teams, um, the the national tournament scoring system is not a great reflection of what kind of season you had, because mm-hmm. it's it's just all about the top few guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's something that. That frustrates me, and I, I think the farther down the uh, those standings your team is, the more frustrating it is because you can have, uh, you know, a really good season in terms of the number of qualifiers you have, in terms of what duels you win, uh, and if you don't have a champ, you don't have a top five type of guy, your points are going to be roughly the same. Yeah, it's really two different things. Tournament's the way to go, though. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Where do you uh, you think Michigan can win it? Everything um, breaks, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little bit skeptical. Um, they're probably closer to the rest of the field, you know, in third, fourth, fifth, than they are to Iowa. Um, but I, I do think they're a, a pretty comfortable top four team, which is really nice. Uh, Michigan won a trophy in 2018. Uh, in kind of lucky fashion where they tied for fourth, uh, tied for the last trophy. And I think NC State uh, got a, a point deduction for a guy throwing his headgear at one point in the tournament, mm. uh, which which was what put him into the tie for fourth. Um, and, and that was the first time Michigan had been top four since uh, the, the, the 2010 decade, I think, you know, the or the, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully we start uh, the new decade with a top four finish. It's it's definitely possible to win it. I don't think it'll happen, but it's it's an outside chance. I mean, there's, there's at least three possible champs. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely get yeah, it's that. It's definitely um, a, a really good lineup, and it'll be fun to watch. They are. You don't mm-hmm. think about them, and then you look, and they're loaded. Yep. All right. Um, do you have any uh, match recommendations for uh, people listening to this, something they should go back and watch? Go back and watch. One of my favorite duels was the Rutgers-Penn State duel from 2018 at Rutgers. I think it was on Super Bowl Sunday. It was just rowdy. Penn State beat them, of course. Uh, but it was Soriano's first match against them. It's the one Nolf got hurt. You just watch the ins and outs of it. It's just a lot going mm-hmm. on. It's just really fun. Fun for a Sunday afternoon with nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Nick think that's Vita the... had a battle against Bo Nickel. Yeah, I remember that one. But that's, um, I think the type of thing a dual meet can be is just a, a lot of excitement up and down the lineup, you know, huge for the fans. What made it interesting was when Nolf got hurt and it swung the points. Oh, right, because then that's six. So it still yeah. was for Nolf. They went yeah. into the break. I think Rutgers was winning. Uh-huh. And I think that was the nuts. one where uh, Kale did not speak with the media afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not happy with that. Mm-hmm. He actually got it from his chair and coached. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what you want out of a wrestling meet. It's just everybody getting into it. DeLuca was slapping Zane. It was it was just, it was, Rutgers, one thing they were going to do in that match is, hey, if they're going to beat us, fine, but we're, we're just going to give them hell. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable to watch. All right, where uh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, my Twitter handle, Jagger712. That's about it. That's the only place you can find me. Excellent. All right, well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jack, for having me. All right, I'll see you. Take care. Okay, so this is the part where a good podcast, you know, like a, like a real podcast, would have an advertisement. Uh, but I don't have that, so I'm going to talk about the Fight Site. The Fight Site is a combat sports analysis website where we have articles, uh, podcasts, interviews about uh, all things combat sports. Uh, mainly, uh, the, the kind of the biggest focus is MMA. Also, a good bit of boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, uh, wrestling, and submission grappling. Um, I have a few articles on there. Some of them are event previews that maybe aren't as relevant now, but there's a lot of, you know, athlete breakdowns, match breakdowns that I think are still interesting. Uh, the series that um, some of the other people did on the top 20 MMA fighters of all time is really good. That's a good place to start if you are uh, not familiar with the fight site. That's uh, the fight-site.com, T-H-E. F-I-G-H-T dash S-I-T-E dot com. All right, let's get started. I'm joined today by uh, Richard Mann, who writes about wrestling for Intermat to preview the Michigan versus Maryland duel, uh, I believe, this Sunday. Richard, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Ready to get started, ready to talk. Good to have the Big Ten season back. Yeah, so today we're just going to uh, preview. We're going to talk a little bit about kind of what we think about college wrestling this year generally and then we're going to get into some Maryland versus Michigan so do you have any thoughts just generally about you know the state of college wrestling what the short season is going to be like you know I think I'm just kind of sick of the whole 
you know, COVID stuff. And I know there's, you know, it's still dangerous and precautions need to be taken and the season is going to look, you know, the way we normally expect. But at, at the same time, it's good to have wrestling back. I'm excited. I do think that, um, you know, the unique circumstances are going to cause some, some strange things, but I'm, I'm kind of trying to look at it more as like a positive. Um, you know, I think we're seeing a lot more quads and tries, uh, probably not going to see as many opens. But uh, I, I do think, you know, in some ways we may get some matchups we don't usually see. We may get some more exciting matchups. And, you know, the tournament might be wilder than ever uh, if that ends up happening. So I'm definitely trying to stay focused on the positive. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. It It's not going to be a normal season, and I've just kind of accepted that. I mean, it, the athletes, you know, are already getting the year back. You know, nobody's really losing anything this year. Just trying to get as many matches in as we can and uh, hope we have fun with it. Um, so let's talk about Maryland's program a little bit. How did uh, last year go for you guys and any uh, big developments over the offseason? Yeah, you know, so I do cover uh, college wrestling for Intermat, so it's kind of, um, you know, across the board. I wouldn't really consider myself a Maryland beat guy, but I, I do live in Washington, D.C., so I uh, do cover a lot of the home matches because it's a quick drive from my house. And, uh, you know, it was a tough year. Uh, Alex Clemson took over the reins from Kerry McCoy, and uh, in a lot of ways the – Cupboard was really left bare by Kerry. Um, they had pretty much one guy who was a ranked recruit coming in, Lucas Bird. And when Kerry resigned, he ended up switching up and going to Illinois. And, uh, you know, they had they were able to field a squad. You know, they had guys at all the weights and everything. It wasn't, like, completely barren. But, you know, there were a lot of guys who I think were um, over their head from, like, a, you know, credentials perspective. And then there were also some people out of weight. Um, we'll kind of talk more about that, I guess, when we get into – the weight by weight preview but i think you know kyle cochran at 165 who was a former super 32 placer at the high school level who hasn't really been able to put it together collegiately um he had some bright spots um came up short of qualifying jahi jones who was at 157 last year who i think has since graduated he had some bright moments at 157 he beat uh talib romani of pittsburgh it's probably one of the highlights for his season um and then jaron smith at 197 who was back this year I think for a sixth year um, due to injury, he actually qualified and he had, you know, some great wins uh, late in the season, defeated Lucas Davidson from Northwestern. And, uh, you know, I think he's probably going to be their top guy this year. But, um, you know, I think for the Big Ten schedule, uh, it's going to be tough. And, you know, with not having a lot of duels or action outside of the conference because of the way the uh, schedule laid out, it's going to be, I mean, at least from a dual perspective, it's going to be hard to see them picking up some wins. Yeah, it is tough because, you know, Maryland joined the Big Ten maybe six years ago or so and hasn't won a whole lot within the conference, and usually that's not the end of the world. It's obviously, you know, frustrating to go through if you're a wrestler, but, you know, you, you can win some matches at open tournaments. You're going to have, you know, some sort of uh, non-conference duels that you can do well, and this year you're just straight into, you've got, you've got nine conference duels and that's it. That could be, I guess, kind of tough psychologically. Right. And I mean, I understand why they're doing it. You know, I think the Big Ten probably made a good decision to do it that way. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, you're just going to be there's no easy outs in the Big Ten. And then this year, there's not really anything but the Big Ten. So mm -hmm. what are you hoping for this season in terms of uh, dual wins or national qualifiers or any sort of metrics like that? So I interviewed I interviewed the new coach Alex Clemson before last season and I talked to him about how you gauge success 
and you know he was kind of hesitant to say you know i don't want to put like a number of duels or a number of qualifiers and i i just think with where they are now i think it has to be more incremental i mean we saw they had uh, a pretty solid recruiting year this upcoming so the class that's going to be coming in next year uh, is a pretty solid class i think they have two or three guys inside the uh, intermat top 150 recruits um and there are going to be a couple guys i think uh, who are going to be starting as true freshmen who are relatively high recruits the previous year but i, I just think uh, there's just not enough talent across the team right now to compete um you know in the big 10 in duels but i, I do think that you know when you go and you see Marilyn Russell, you don't see a team that is sort of resigned to losing. Um, you know, the team comes out ready to wrestle. Um, the coaches are really engaged. You know, no one is satisfied with the situation that's going on. And, you know, you got to start that culture and keep growing it. And I think they're doing it. It's just, it's going to take a while. Yeah, we've definitely seen, I think, signs of life in the last year or two from Maryland. I guess just the, the last year. Um, what uh, what have you thought about Michigan and you know sort of the uh, the lineup or you know all the hype that Michigan's been getting from kind of national media about being a team title contender? Do you buy any of that? I do. Um, I think you know pretty much everyone sort of saying that I was the team to beat this year. I think that the, the lineup that Michigan can roll out with, you know, they redshirted a lot of guys last year. They got a, you know, a stacked lineup with named guys at each weight. I think, you know, we saw someone like Dylan Ragusen, who maybe wasn't on a lot of people's radar, had a great showing at the U.S. Open. You know, Michik's back. Um, the Mass is back. He had a great offseason in freestyle. Uh, Miles Amin is back. Always one of my, you know, sort of underrated guys, I think, because he's really good, but he's still kind of underrated. And then, you know, everybody's looking forward to that Mason Paris-Gable-Stevenson match as well. So um, I'd have to look at the actual breakdown of, like, points-wise versus Iowa in a tournament format. But I think that um, a duel between the teams would be very interesting. And I also think that it's, you know, it's a legit, it's a legit chance that Michigan could end up winning uh, a tournament, especially because I think Penn State is going to be a little friskier than people think this year. Um, a couple of their young guys, Bo Bartlett, Carter Storaki, uh, performed really well in some of these freestyle events over the summer, and I think that those guys might surprise some people. And, uh, you know, I think that anyone who's expecting Iowa to just run through a tournament, I think that that's going to be a little tougher than people think this year. Yeah, that is the sense I get that the um, a lot of the ranking sites have Iowa out to a big lead right now, but then when you – because basically all Iowa's good guys are already priced into their final point total. And then, you know, other teams are going to have kind of up-and-coming guys, and their actual point total in March is going to be pretty different from what the ranking suggests right now. But let's get into uh, this duel. Uh, who do you guys think, uh, who do you think you guys will be starting at 125? Yeah, so I talked about a couple guys who were out of weight last year, and I think that um, King Sandoval wrestled 133 last year. I think he pretty much started the whole way. He is a... Uh, Maryland prep guy. He went to St. Mary's Reichen. He's multiple time uh, national preps placer. And he was up at 133 last year and he seemed kind of small. And I think that um, from what I'm hearing, he's going to be down at 125 this year, which I think is going to be a good move for him. He, he wrestles in Greco in the international styles. 
and he is a bit of a thrower. He really likes to get to underhook and work for like a mixer. Um, one of his best wins last year was over uh, Jordan Decatur. He hit him with a mixer early and then held on. Uh, but I do think that he's kind of like a boomer bust wrestler. He goes for a lot of big moves, a lot of throws, a lot of rolls. And when you have that style and you're up in weight, it really hurts because you're going against stronger guys. So I do think that um, him down at 125 could lead to a solid season. On the other hand, we're talking about here, he's going up against Ragusin, who had a great summer um, and is not going to be sneaking up on anybody. So I think that I would probably favor uh, Ragusin to get like a major type win in that. But I do think that um, Sandoval is a guy who may surprise some people and, you know, be, have a late chance of qualifying through the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not even sure. It's looking more and more like it'll be Dylan Ragusin starting for Michigan, but it seems like Jack Medley could also still be in the mix. Uh, yeah, Sandoval is definitely a guy. I I don't know that much about Maryland's, Maryland's lineup, but he's a guy that stood out because he's dangerous. He's had a lot of success. I think he placed, I want to say, third in the U23 Greco tournament last year. Uh, and in some ways, you, you hate to see kind of the wildness trained out of a guy. You, you know, it's it's more entertaining if they stay wild, but... Yeah, right. So let me, yeah. So I'm going to talk about, cause I really like King Sandoval's mm-hmm. style. He's like the kind of guy I would wrestle as if I had that skill, but I also see like, for example, um, there was a duel last year and I don't remember who it was against, but I was interviewing Clemson after the match. And I said, you know, you always focus on, you know, being in a position of putting yourself into a place to win. How do you think that that philosophy works with King Sandoval? And he says, you know, he's, he knows how to wrestle. He's smart, but he goes for a lot of like, junk kind of moves and he made it a point he said he go he went for like a whale roll at 133 it's like we don't roll in in the maryland wrestling room and you know it's just kind of like finding the balance between going for things like that without hurting yourself by doing it and giving up position mm-hmm. jim gibbons always has that quote about was it the you want to you, re- you want the guy to go 100 miles an hour and you'll fix the steering rather than a kid who naturally goes straight but you got to get him to step on the gas Something like that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I I guess I agree with your assessment that I'd, I'd favor Michigan to win, possibly by bonus, but you, you've got an outside shot. Uh, 133, who do you think will be the Maryland starter? So it looks like it's going to be Jackson Cockrell, and Jackson Cockrell is a uh, former Fargo All-American. He's a... Oklahoma kid. I believe he was second in the Oklahoma State tournament in 2019. I, I have been hearing and seeing uh, Russell Stat has him at 133. I believe he wrestled in like the 112-ish, 119-ish range in high school. So I am kind of curious about how he's moving up. Uh, he was probably the top or one of the top two recruits in this incoming class. And I, he's the kind of guy who maybe wouldn't go if there wasn't the unique um, you know, year of eligibility this year. So it'll be interesting to see if he ends up getting the shot and if he goes the one the way here at 133. Uh, I mean, regardless who goes, I think it's going to be tough going up against, um, you know, Michich or whoever throws Michigan throws out. But, um, you know, with this guy being a big part of Clemson's first class at Maryland, I'm excited to see what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a guy I don't know much about, but... Um... It seems like if it's Michich and if he's anything resembling himself, he'll win pretty convincingly. But 
you know, it seems like Maryland's got a lot of guys like Cockrell that haven't completely established themselves nationally, but actually were pretty good in high school. And if they can develop well, you'll have a pretty decent team. Uh, at 149, uh, who do you think it'll be? 141. Yeah, 141. Yeah. Um, so Danny Bertoni, who is a four-time Maryland State champion, he started sort of like as a spot starter his first two years and ended up redshirting last year. And he went 23-6 and six as a redshirt. He had a big win over uh, uh, Arizona State's Julian Chelbone at the Edinburgh Open. And I think uh, a lot of people, you know, saw that as a sign of progress. Um, since then, Chelbone's kind of taken some other losses. So I don't know if that really is as impressive. Um, I, I think that, you know, Bertoni is a guy who you're looking at probably with like a 500 record in the Big Ten. Um, I'm not really sure. Who, who is Michigan going to be sending out here? So I think it's going to be Drew Matten. Mm-hmm. Um, so he redshirted last year and Cole Matten went at 41. Um, so I think it'll probably be the two of them contesting the spot this year. Uh, Joey Silva was supposed to be in the mix, but he's no longer on the team. So I think it's going to be Drew Matten, who I think, according to WrestleStat, is pretty low in the rankings. But the open mat, uh, kind of looking at what he did back a couple years ago down at 125, has him ranked uh, number 20, which uh, is a little bit ahead of Bertoni. He's, I think, somewhere in the high 20s. So that that should be a pretty competitive match. Yeah, I think that that's the kind of match where it's a good gauge for Bertoni. Matten's a guy who um, he's competitive against pretty much everybody he faces often, but it's a lot of like low scoring, you know, five one six two kind of matches. So I think that it it could be that kind of match. But at the same time, if you're a Maryland fan and you see Bertoni, you know, make it more competitive and maybe eke out a victory, then that's maybe signs that he is benefiting from the redshirt year more. All right, yeah, let's move up to uh, 149 for Michigan. I think it'll be Cannon Store. Uh, who do you think Maryland's going to send out? I think Michael North, who was a – he redshirted last year, uh, his freshman year. He led the team in wins. Uh, I think he had 17 wins. Uh in the open tournaments and such. He was a two-time three, two times in Ohio, he was a top three placer. Um, he was not really a huge recruit, but I think that, um, you know, he's much more on the level of the recruits usually see in the Big Ten, where he's coming from, you know, a major wrestling state like Ohio and having success there. Uh, I mean, I think Store on the feet, I think Store will be too much for him. But I think, you know, we've seen people ride store over the years and give him trouble in the top bottom and maybe north has the uh the skills to do that but i, I would favor store but i think this one might be closer than most people would expect just because north's a little bit more unknown mm-hmm. yeah and, and store doesn't tend to blow people out even if he wins so yeah that definitely could be a good one north um north it looks like had a really good redshirt season he could be uh definitely a national qualifier type of guy this year yeah, for sure. And I think that that's the kind of thing where they see a guy who has a solid, you know, redshirt year and, you know, another year in the room. Um, you know, they want to see those guys make levels and become, you know, solid Big Ten starters and potentially national qualifiers. But it's just, it's hard with the shortened season and the lack of practice time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 157, I think it's going to be uh, Will Lewan for Michigan. Do you know who uh, Maryland might be sending? I think it's likely to be Michael Doach. Michael Doach started for at 149 for uh, the, pretty much the first half of last season, and 
I don't know if he got in the doghouse with the coaching staff or he had issues with weight or injury, but he kind of, you know, dropped out of the lineup late in the year. He He's very long for 149, and he's a pretty solid leg rider. I worry that, you know, if he moves up in weight, that length and reach is not going to be as helpful for him. And, you know, kind of the same thing if you're riding bigger, stronger guys, it's kind of harder to keep your position. Uh, I wouldn't suspect Will Luan to have a lot of trouble. Um, he had a great performance over the summer, you know, really looked great against Caleb Young. And I think that, you know, Doach may be able to hang with him for a bit, but I think that this is probably a, a bonus point situation. Yeah, I really like the way Will has been wrestling, the way he progressed over his freshman year, uh, and the way he wrestled in uh, the, the U23 tournament. He was the 70-kilogram uh, the national champ. Uh, 65, uh, do you know who it'll be? Any thoughts? So, so on WrestleStat, they have Jonathan Spadafora. I kind of question that. I think it's currently going to be Kyle Cochran. Back down at 165 again. They uh, WrestleStat hasn't bumped up to 174, but I think that mm-hmm. um, if he can make 165, that's probably best for him and the team. Um, you know, like I said before, he was a Super 32 placer back in high school. He started as a true freshman back in the 2018 season. Missed his sophomore year with an uh, injury, and he came back last year. He went 13 and 12, went 0 and 3 at the Big Ten tournament. But you know, you can also see like throughout the year. He, you know, showed some signs. He's another guy who has like a pretty tricky leg riding style on the top, and he's pretty scrambly. Um, not the most explosive guy, but you know, when you get in on his legs, he does a good job of dra- draping over the top and reaching for ankles, and doesn't give up a lot of points there. Um, I think with him, last year being his first year back from injury, he started out strong and then he faded. So I think it's just you know embracing the grind, and getting ready to wrestle every week in and out, and maybe. The shortened season this year um, will help him in that department because, you know, I think he was in a match last year against Shane Oster of Northwestern where he had looked good early and looked to be in the driver's seat and ended up losing. Um, and then he lost a match against uh, Cornelius Schuster of George Mason, which pretty much cost Maryland the duel. And that was a 2-1 match where he really had the opportunity to, you know, get a takedown late and seal the duel for Maryland. And uh, I know that one really hurt um, because Mason's kind of a local rival. So... I think uh, Cochran's talented and could have a strong season, but it's just getting right physically and, you know, staying strong throughout the year. Then again, um, you know, here he's probably going to be taking on. Who's he taking on? Uh, I think it'll be Cam Amin from Michigan, who um, had a pretty good redshirt year last year. Uh, Hasn't competed in a duel yet, but I think is going to be a national qualifier, maybe top 20 type of guy. What year is he? Uh, Richard Freshman. Okay. Yeah, I actually don't know how that one plays out because, um, you know, if it is Cockrell, he's a, a pretty decent wrestler, and we we haven't seen Amin really at, uh, you know, at the uh, top level yet. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're a Maryland coach or a Maryland fan, and Cochran is down at one sixty five, I think, you know, Cam Amin is probably the guy you would like to see him beat. Um, I think it'll be a good early uh, gauge of his success because, you know, if he's really struggling with a guy like Cam Amin, then it probably doesn't bode well for his chances of, you know, maybe qualifying. But if he is able to get a win, I think that's a really good sign. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if it is uh, Jonathan Spadafora, that'd be a, a decent match as well. Yeah, I think Phil Spadafora was the starter at 174 last year, and I assume will be again. 
and uh, you know he showed a lot of um, shine. He made his way into the rankings early in the year in the kind of you know twenty to fifteen range, um, and picked up some good wins over like Neil Richards of BMI. Uh, and Jonathan Spadafora, I think, is you know very similar style. They are brothers, so um, if he does end up getting the spot at sixty-five instead of Cochran, and they do bump up the lineup, you know, I expect him to have, you know, solid success and maybe be about a five hundred guy there as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how credible this is, but uh, Flow Wrestling did a uh, lineup look for all the college teams. Uh, they said it's going to be Jonathan Spadafora at sixty-five. And then they've got at both 74 and 84, uh, Phil Spadafora slash Kyle Cochran. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I saw that there and I saw that on WrestleStat. It's just Cochran is not that big of a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy who started his college career at 157. He wrestled 165 last year. And my understanding was that he went 65 last year to make a hole for Jahi Jones at 57. Um, you know, maybe he bulked up in the offseason or maybe he just doesn't want to wait and he wants to go 74. I'm uh, that could be true. It's just, I th- I think he's a pretty solid 65, and it would be mm-hmm. interesting to see him move up to 75. And then um, I'm not sure if this will be the order, but maybe we can uh, talk about uh, Phil Spadafore now as well. Yeah, so Spadafore went 74 last year. You know, like I said, he had some solid wins early in the year, made his way into the rankings. Um, I believe he qualified for Maryland as well. Um, so I think he's a guy who's always going to be, you know, in that – Top seven range in the Big Ten. Um, I interested. He bumped up to 184 for a couple duels at the end of the year, just because they were trying to find, you know, a lineup that worked. And he did. I wouldn't say he looked undersized, but I think that, um, you know, the normal starter last year at 184, Kyle Jasinski, definitely looked more filled out at that weight. So, um, 184 full time for Spadafora will be tough. Uh, I would probably like to see him down at 74, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, for Michigan, I think it'll be Logan Massa at 74. Uh, I like him to win there, but he's dropped matches before. Uh, you know, Spadafora is a pretty decent wrestler. I could see him struggling there. Uh, 84, not completely sure, but I believe it'll be Miles Amin. Um, and I think he's he's a national title contender. I think he should be taking care of uh, whoever it is from Maryland. Do you see it any differently? Yeah, I mean, I think either if it's Phil Spadafora or Kyle Jasinski, I do think that Miles Mean would be the clear favorite there. I mean, at Intermat, we haven't ranked number one in the country. Um, you know, I think even if you are able to, you know, get to his legs, I think it's a struggle to score from there. And I think that, you know, he rides tough. It's hard to, it's really hard to pull an upset against guys who are hard to score on and guys who ride tough because, you know, those in-between points that happen at the end of periods and stuff just don't materialize. Um, and I think that, you know, it's going to be a strong year up and down for Miles Amin because 84, you know, it came a long way last year. It seemed to get better as it went. Um, but at the same time, I think that he's a class above a lot of the guys as it stands. Aaron Brooks and Trent Hidley are still young. So, I mean, they could make jumps and make steps. But I think that as of right now, I would say it's Amin versus the field there. Mm-hmm. And then 197, I think, is going to be one of the best matches of the duel. Uh, I'm guessing Michigan sends out Jelani Embry. Uh, and you think it'll be uh, Jaron Smith again from Maryland? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I think Jaron Smith was one of their best performers last year. He looks to be again this year. Um, you know, he started as a true freshman all the way back in 2016. 
And uh, he ended up going, I think, 9-13 and 13 on the year, but he had a couple big upsets of ranked wrestlers. And then last year he went 12-9, and nine, um, had a bunch of bonus point wins throughout the year as well. He's, I kind of said this about Sandoval and the fact that he's like a boomer bust guy because he really does go for big moves, but it's not he's very scrambly and he does a good job of getting on top and scrambles from the neutral position. And he really just catches a lot of guys in weird positions. Um, you know, we saw him last year at the end of the year, he got a fall in the first period over Lucas Davidson. I mean, he just cradled him up from the feet and pinned him. So, I mean, and he had a close match with Michigan's Jackson Strigow. Also, uh, I believe he lost that one four two. but, um, you know, this is a guy, he's a veteran. He's been around for years now. Um, he's finally seems to be rounding into form health wise. And I think, you know, senior year, I think he's probably looking to have a big year. Um, I'm excited for this match. I think that Jelani Embry is a guy who's really tough, um, not really a gimme for anybody, but I do think he also open creates openings and, you know, sometimes has lapses in sort of scramble positions. So I think that it's a good test for Embry because if he's able to avoid those positions and not give up the big moves to Smith, then that shows that he's making strides. Whereas if Smith is able to catch him, you know, he may be able to put himself on the map early with like a surprising bonus point victory here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Smith seems like a guy who's basically in every match. Uh, he's, he's not easy to score on. He's good on top. Uh, and it, it'll definitely be a, a good test for Jelani Embry. I think they're both ranked somewhere in the 20s. Uh, the, the websites that do rank out that far have them somewhere between 25 and 30. So they're both, I'd say, national qualifier level guys. Um, th this is definitely one of the swing matches of the duel. Um, I, as a Michigan fan, you you hope Jelani Embry's able to make that next step, but I could definitely see and see this one going Maryland's way. Uh, go ahead. Now I was just gonna say, um, you know, if you didn't watch a lot of Maryland matches last year, Smith was. Um, wrestling with a huge knee brace, and I think it was taking him a while to get used to that. And I think we've seen with some other, you know, high-level guys that it does take them a while to adjust to wrestling with a huge knee brace. And uh, maybe after a full season of that, that'll start hampering a little less. Um, so just wanted to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. And you imagine he'll be healthier too, you know, his, if his surgery was, you know, in maybe 2019, he's fully recovered at this point? Yeah, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at heavyweight, uh, who do you think it'll be for Maryland? Well, so this will be interesting. Um, Garrett Caps was probably either him or Cockrell was their best recruit. Um, he's a Maryland private state uh, champion. He's a BC East placer. Um, he beat uh, Rutgers recruit Keontae Hamilton, who I believe is ranked in like the top 20 of recruits for this season. But he did, he did suffer a, what I hear is a pretty serious knee injury during his senior year. Um, Russell Stad has him listed, and I've heard that he's going to go. Last year's starter, um, Parker Robinson, who only won one match on the year, is not on the roster. So um, if it's not Garrett Caps, it'll probably be somebody bumping up from 197. So um, hopefully he can go for Maryland. Um, but it will be interesting to see because even though he did have a lot of wins at the high school level and he was a pretty solid recruit, it's just tough when um, going as a true freshman at heavyweight. I mean, he's taken on Mason Paris, who has clearly made strides and is probably going to be the clear favorite. Um, but at the same time, even Paris himself took some losses as a true freshman that he probably would not have 
if he had redshirted that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely tough to um, to jump into college wrestling at the upper weights and especially heavyweight, where there's a, I think a, a bigger physical disparity where you have to grow into the weight, you know, as well as get your technical abilities up to scratch. Uh, and you know, injuries at heavyweight are always tough because it's, it's so hard to have depth at that weight. There's usually not another guy on call. Uh, hopefully, uh, Caps is able to be healthy this season. Uh, but I do think Mason Paris is going to win that one and probably win by a lot. Yeah, I think, um, you know, not giving up bonus points there would be a win, and I'm not sure if that's uh, if that would be possible. I mean, Paris just looks so good at the RTC Cup, and I, I just think that triumvirate of Stevenson, Paris, and Kirkfleet is just probably one of the most exciting things about this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And you uh, you think Kirkfleet is going to wrestle this season for Penn State? I don't have any inside info on that. I, I just don't see why not. I mean, he's there on campus, and, you know, I think basically, you know, they said that this is going to be a free year. Um, uh, it would be surprising to me if he didn't, but I also get the idea that, you know, he's more focused on the international styles, and maybe he just goes that way instead with the Olympics coming up. Do you have an opinion on that? No, I have no idea. I'm kind of in agreement that I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, you know, there's talk about Nick Lee for Penn State redshirting as well, and it seems kind of strange to me, but I don't really know. Right. I just, yeah, I just, yeah my thoughts are always just like, well, why not? Like, <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't, but I don't know. All right, so uh, that brings us to the end of the duel. Do you have any thoughts just generally on how this meet might go, how many how many matches Maryland might win, what the craziest thing that happens will be? Hmm. I mean, I think the, I would probably put the over-under at two wins for Maryland. Um, maybe that's being a bit generous considering some of the matchups. Michigan's lineup is just so stacked this year. But I, I do think that they have enough there to get a couple wins. Um you know, I think King Sandoval getting a big move in that 125-pound match would probably be the, the cra- not the craziest thing, but I think that that would probably be on the upside of what's possible. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think it would mean so much to Maryland in this shortened season to be able to get a Big Ten win uh, as a duel. It's just, you know, it's hard to see where that would materialize this year. But, uh, you know, I think regardless of what happens in the um, wins and losses as a team, I think that there, we are going to see strides this year because they did kind of fill in some holes with recruits, and I think they have some guys who really benefited uh, from, you know, we talked about uh, Bertoni and North both coming off red shirts, and then a couple other guys who did start and, you know, making improvements that way too. So I, I think Maryland's going to be much improved. I just don't know if it's going to show in the dual team loss record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, since Maryland's joined the Big Ten, Michigan is 5-0. and against Maryland, and I don't think this is going to be the year. But it does look like Maryland's moving in the right direction. Got maybe five or six guys that could qualify for the national tournament this year, uh, assuming it's the full 33. Um, and it looks like things will be um, things will be turned around just a lot more pleasant, I think, for the wrestlers to be in that program. Uh, so that, I guess that's a wrap. Uh, Richard... Where can people find you uh, online? 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Richard A. Man, man with two N's. Um, that's where I am. And then I do pretty much a weekly preview. I have been previewing the uh, summer freestyle events for Intermat, but I guess you know I'm about to transition to start doing some college duels. So check me out there as well. Great. And uh, do you have any uh, match recommendations for uh, for the listeners to watch? Sure. You know, I think I mentioned it a couple times in this uh, pod. King Sandoval defeated Jordan Decatur last year. It was in a duel at the time. Decatur was ranked number 19 in the country, and uh, Sandoval hit him with a pretty sweet mixer early and uh, was able to hold on. He won the match 10-8. So I think you saw, you know, both the positives and negatives um, there where he was able to hit the big move, but then he also let Decatur back in the match. And, you know, maybe this year with another year of seasoning and being down at 125, um, you know, he can kind of take a jump forward there. So check that match out. And it's probably on the Big Ten Network. If not there, maybe Flo still has it, but you know, I'm sure it's out there. Mm-hmm. I am uh, at Oldest Greatest on Twitter. You can find the show on Twitter at Mish WrestlePod. And my match is going to be uh, actually the one you mentioned, Jackson Strigo against Jaron Smith. It was They wrestled, I think, three times last year. There's the duel, uh, the Big Ten tournament, and I, I want to say they wrestled at Midlands. And uh, every time is very competitive. All right, Richard, uh, thanks for coming. Maybe we can uh, have you back later on. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck with the pod, man. I know people are excited for this kind of stuff, and I'm glad you're bringing it to them. Thank you. All right, see you. All right, man.